Peter, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Oh, it's all perfectly legal. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? Welcome everyone to the very first episode of Busy Playing Something. I'm your host for today, Vincent Condello. Joined with me is my co-host, Joshua LaRosa. Josh, how are you? Good, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good, man. I'm a bit uh, nervous. We've never done anything like this before. I was going to say, when you started talking, it, it, for a second it sounded like I was listening to one of those, um, you know, like, oh, let me soothe you to bed, relaxing, calming, like, audio oh, yeah, like, things. Yeah, white noise, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Not to compare you to white noise. How are Uh, uh, isolation going? uh, It's pretty weird, which is why we've decided to do something different, do something a bit creative, Um, something we've never done before, Josh. No. We've we've never done anything like this before. Uh, But how's isolation treating you? Okay. Um, I'm I'm three weeks in um, and, yeah, going going okay. So for those listening... um, uh, yeah, this has been a long time coming. Me and, and Vinny have been wanting to start a podcast for at least five years now. Um, we do have old audio and video clips from us five years ago uh, trying to do this, but uh, now's the time. What what better time to start a podcast than in uh, isolation, I think? I think at the point where you literally have nowhere else to go, there are no excuses. There is no excuses. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kick this off, and uh, yeah, hopefully it turns into something. We're very committed uh, on this end. So uh, yeah, I'll let Vinny take it away and explain what the podcast is and what we're trying to do. All right. So Josh and I have this idea about giving a little bit of a little bit of friendly banter with a little bit of news in the gaming world, and then followed by we had this idea where we will each give each other a game to play, a game that either we have never played before or we've really only touched on but the other person really enjoys uh enjoys and this will be over maybe three to four week period giving our feedback along the way about each game that we're playing and testing and then giving our abuse at the end and see if they stack up so it could be a good game could be a bad game and then we'll voice our opinions at the end yeah exactly right so the the whole idea and the structure that we kind of wanting to put into place is um, have it very topical. We're not going to go through news per se, but we are going to have one or two possibly larger topics that will will take, um, you know, the majority of the podcast. So um, again, we'll give a bit of time to introduce ourselves. It's a bit weird jumping on a podcast and going straight into things. So Vinny, uh, tell us a uh, little bit about yourself beyond being the uh, Vincent COVID-19 Condello. Uh, well, I am that. I am that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I am a 29-year-old man who still lives at home with his parents, as single as a can of Pringles. What else do you want to know about me? I love gaming. I enjoy basketball. I'm all about like that kind of competitive edge and do that with everything else. I like a good challenge. I like to stay active. I know Josh is the same. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's not really much to know. Just, you know, I'm your standard... 29 year old white boy yeah (laughs) (laughs) and josh what about yourself yeah so um i'm a couple years younger than uh, Vinny. so i'm 25 years old i'm living out of home and engaged so uh there's that not to uh rub it in or anything there but it has its ups and downs but yeah i've just uh moved into my uh first home with my fiance hoping to get married this year in september but with everything going on in the world right now uh who knows so Staying positive. Um, yeah, so gaming's obviously, well, right at the moment, it's taking up a lot of my time, let me tell you. So uh, <laughs> working from home and balancing that, and it, it, it's got its ups and downs, being able to <clears throat> you know, run into the next room and play some games. But yeah, we really want to take this podcast uh, uh, very slowly um, and give our, you know, using our background and our knowledge, we both uh, worked uh, and a video game retailer for many years. That's actually how me and Vinny met uh, back in 2012. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, 2012. So I was uh, fresh out of high school. Uh, Vinny would have only been, what, 21, 22 back then? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 21. Wow. Yeah. So we, we've we know spent each other for a while. 
too long. <laughs> so we worked <laughs> worked uh, in the retail side of things for a fair bit. And now obviously we've moved on to uh, other things. But uh, yeah, we just want to give uh, our background and knowledge and kind of go through some big topics and give our opinions. It's all going to be a, an opinion, hopefully comedy-based podcast, but we'll see where, where things go. Well said, well put. And now should we bring it on to the, uh, the first topic? Yeah, yeah, of course. Did you want me to introduce this one off? Yeah, sure. You can go for it. So it's actually quite funny. The first time we tried this, um, I've actually, we, we listened to the original recording from 2015. So five years ago, um, we're on, you know, obviously PS4 and uh, Xbox One released two years prior. So they were just starting to come into maturity there, releasing games. And it's funny now that we're here in 2020, uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X uh, are planned uh, for this year, uh, for November, or hopefully, hopefully November, if they don't get pushed back again due to this virus. But again, we'll promise not to keep talking about that. But uh, yeah, PS5 and Xbox Series X uh, launching this year would be a good time to kind of dissect um, our thoughts on, on the current generation, uh, how, Xbox, uh, how Microsoft rolled out Xbox One, how they turned that around, how PS4, um, you know, really came out the gate strong and, and, you know, on the back of the PS3, which to some was a disappointment at launch and then crawled its way back. So, yeah, again, we can kind of reflect back on on the current generation and then leading into PS5 and Xbox Series X and, you know, what our hopes and aspirations are and, uh, yeah, how, how is Sony and Microsoft handling everything currently? So, Vinny, um, yeah, a bit of background on yourself uh much of a console game or i know the answer to this it's kind of weird for me to ask but much of a console <laughs> gamer like you know give us a bit of background there as to to where you like to, to spend your time uh i'm a i'm probably more i'm actually mixing a little bit around now i'm actually going from pc to ps4 to nintendo switch shout outs to animal crossing right now yeah. for letting Just me go outside everything. and go fishing and cutting down trees stuff we can't do right now so it's pretty good uh, <laughs> yeah because you were a big tree cutter back in the day let me tell you yeah i'm a lumberjack absolute yeah. lumberjack yeah exactly <laughs> i have a flannelette shirt and everything i'm growing <laughs> a beard for those who can't see so am i uh <laughs> josh's baby face for the record yeah 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 uh but yeah that's my that's my kind of take i'm more of a nintendo guy i grew up in the super nintendo and kind of followed that but switched to Sony almost immediately after with the uh, Sony PlayStation 1 and PlayStation mm-hmm. 2 and then jump back with the GameCube. Right. You know what? It, it, instead of going straight into the topic, I think we <laughs> might have gone a bit quickly there. Let's talk about that, right? So you, you were previously a Nintendo guy. Um, now you're obviously a mixture of, of everything. So if, we ha- if I had to ask what your favorite or top three favorite games of all time were and why, what put you on the spot there? But uh, what would yeah. you say they are? Number one, Kingdom Hearts on the PS2. I think just overall is yeah. like probably one of my favorite games of all time just because it combined the Final Fantasy aspect with the Disney and I'm a big Disney fan. I actually have two, I have two Kingdom Hearts tattoos on me, so which is pretty cool. So it's definitely a game that means a lot to me. Uh, number two would be Donkey Kong Country 2 on the Super Nintendo. It's one of the first games I ever beat. Yeah. Uh, definitely a hard game playing it back now. Mm-hmm. And number three... That is interesting. That is kind of hard, but I'd say just something at the top of my head. I'm not sure if it's ranked third, but it would be Digimon World on the PS1 is probably one of the more interesting games that I've played. Josh is giving me a, a weird side-eyed look right You're now. such a dork. <laughs> I uh, love it. But yeah, those are definitely three of the ones at least impacted me most in my growing up. Yeah. And what about yourself? Mine's a bit crazy, right? So my I've always touted that my, my favourite game of all time is uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, so Snake Eater, for those who you know, keep it up at home. But um, I, I was never a Metal Gear fan. I didn't play any of the Metal Gear series until uh, Phantom Pain got announced. So when I saw that, I think it was the E3 trailer for um, MGS5, I was like, wow, this, this looks awesome. I've obviously known about Metal Gear my entire life. Um, you know, my uncle, who's uh, another big gamer, is obsessed with Metal Gear and has every game in English and Japanese. And so I've always known about it. I remember being, um, you know, when, when Metal Gear Solid 4 was out on PS3, watching that. Obviously, I had no idea what was going on. I think even if you play the games, no one had any idea what was going on. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, that always intrigued me. So when Five was, you know, um, being developed and then it started uh, media releasing trailers and things like that, I went back and played um, one through to, to four at that point. And uh, yeah, really, really did enjoy it. I played the PS1 version, not Twin Snakes, um, purely because I didn't have a GameCube lying around and I had the game already downloaded on my Vita for whatever reason. So I went back and played the first one. Uh, the sec, you know, uh, played number two, really enjoyed that. But three was the one, for some reason, it, it's stuck with me the most. I don't know if it was just the, the time period. It was more of an isolated story. But, yeah, I would love to go back and play that game now. I think that the biggest issue about going back to those games is, is the controls, right? But once you, you get used to the tank control, especially in the older games, it, it, it's, uh, yeah, it really, really is an amazing game. So I think that's probably my number one. Um, and two and three, again, it's quite difficult, right? Like, if I think of newer games that, that jump to mind, um, you probably can see this one coming. Last of Us sticks out as obviously an yeah. exceptional, exceptional game uh, by Naughty Dog. Um, the new God of War, which is very new, right? That was 2018, and that's, I'm pretty sure, 2018. Um, and, th- and that's sticking out as a game that's really stuck with me. I think the, the, the story of a, you know, an angry, bold guy and his son you know what my dad's angry and bold too so maybe that's that's why but from an older from an older game perspective and something that i still go back to and have a copy of right here which doesn't really make sense for the podcast but for the video um castlevania the original nes castlevania so I don't know why that game stuck out to me. I was born in 94. Um, so I, I played it when I was in my late teens, early 20s. But I don't know if it's just the lore. The first game in particular really, really stood out to me. And yeah, I love, I love the Castlevania series. The Netflix series is out now. And that's fantastic. So yeah, that's just a, probably an honourable mention I'd put in uh, for the top three. Yeah, very nice. I can see The Last of Us was definitely said like, yeah, it was definitely an honourable mention. It was coming. Immediately yeah. after passing my three onto you, I'm like, oh, there's Last of Us, there's this, there's Uncharted, there's Crash Bandicoot, you know, just <laughs> Spyro Two, like yeah, stuff exactly. like that. Couldn't so many, uh, but yeah, that's good. It's good background on our gaming and our yeah. mutual yeah. love over certain things. Yeah, and in terms of where I play, um, not a PC gamer at all, um, and that's just mm. purely because I wasn't exposed to it. I don't really have any other reason beyond that. Um, just a console guy, just a, just a you know, plain just old a console, console guy in a in a PC world, mate. Exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, actually, we... sorry, I was say, actually, it's about to be a console world again because we are going to be moving on to oh. uh, the new Xbox and PS Five. Exactly, that. exactly. Did you like so, that segue? That was beautiful. That was beautiful. So we're recording Excellent. this on the 2nd of April, 2020. So. Um, at this stage, we don't have release dates for PS5 or, or the Series X, but we're expecting those kind of, you know, November, October, November, December period, right? Um, so, based on what we know now, let's let's talk a little bit more about the current generation and how it all panned out with, with PS4 um, and Xbox One. Um, Vinny, I don't know if you want to give us a bit of background, just a quick... Give us get us up to speed on on kind of Microsoft's plan with Xbox One and how they revealed that, um, and then we'll talk about the PS4 and then compare the two. Yeah, right. Well, we can pretty much sum up the initial release or the initial announcement of the Xbox One as just an absolute trash fire. Just everyone running around on fire is what I imagine. Don Matrix, like ah! <laughs> yeah, just everyone just Turning things completely. From what. I gather, or my opinion on it at least, was that Xbox really had a strong following and they just thought they could capitalize on it by just kind of doing whatever they wanted because the PS3 didn't sell that well on initial launch. Everyone was really hooked on the Xbox 360. It had a good online server, obviously it being Microsoft. And then they were just able to transfer, but like it just hit really hard. They had the uh, their mandatory Kinect camera, yeah. the DRM stuff saying that you couldn't um, use secondhand games or yeah. like share games with friends the always online uh it was just so many things that didn't really appeal to the like the consumer mm-hmm. and then and also the price point was really high so it was just really interesting and because they got announced first 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, in terms of what I think, well, Sony had their reveal in February, um, the initial reveal where they showed the controller and spoke about, that's where Mark Cerny gave his uh, presentation on the architecture and things like that. But I think Microsoft was next in March, or, or if I remember correctly, but they actually went into a deep dive before E3, right? So Sony didn't yeah. reveal most of the, you know, the key details of the PS4 until E3, where Microsoft was a little earlier. So yeah, you're right there. Yeah, well, it was that. And then also their initial announcement of the Xbox, they didn't really show anything besides EA titles and Call of Duty Ghosts, which were both non-exclusives. And they really showed stuff like TV and Xbox or like... Voice and stuff, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was just really, it was really obscure. Something that the actual gamer didn't really want. But now I feel, it feels as though they've really done a 180 on this or a Xbox One series. <laughs> no, no. <360 laughs> hey, hey yeah. I'm not just, uh, yeah. 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 They've done a full uh, turnaround on that and they've just really listened to what, what didn't work on that, on the release of the Xbox One. And then with the Xbox Series X or Project Scarlet, they are pretty much doing everything in their power to make it more developer friendly, user friendly, the compatibility, they're just really listening to the consumer right now. And depending on the price point of the Xbox Series X and the PS5, it's going to be looking way more competitive than what it is now. Exactly, exactly. So just touching on a little bit of what you said there, right? So you're coming to the end of PS3 and Xbox 360, right? They're both selling roughly 80-odd million units. They're pretty much on par. But like Vinny said, right, the PS3 launched with a bit of a stumble, you know, the famous price point, the, uh, the, you know, the difficulty to develop on the system, where 360 straight away out the gates, uh, out the gate was easy to develop for. Games were running better on 360, so they had that momentum from the start. So the only real point where they started to stumble, which wasn't really their fault, was towards the back end of the PS3, was the the, the amount of exclusives that were coming out um, from Sony first party. You know, you had um, just like at the end of PS2 to PS3, God of War releasing on PS2 whilst the PS3 was out, we had. Last of Us launching in 2013 with the PS4 launch in November. So even up to the end, they were very you know supporting of their previous console. So leading into um, PS4 and, and Xbox One, um, it was very interesting to see the different approach. I don't think we'll ever see a console generation like that again, where they're both looking at it with, with different lens. Microsoft were probably a little bit too ahead, right? Um, in terms of what they were trying to do with, Again, the DRN, the online only. I'm sure there would have been a great, great features that would have came with that technology. But I think as a, as a people, as a community, as gamers, we weren't ready for that yet. So, um, and again, there was a lot of stumbles there with launching, uh, with announcing, and, and having the Call of Duty and the TV and all that. Don Matrick in general was, you know, nobody ever has ever said to me, or well, I don't know why anyone would say it to me, but ever would ever say Don Matrick <laughs> was anything but terrible in most most cases right so from that perspective they did stumble there um but sony really did play it smart they learned from the cell architecture with the ps3 they brought mark cerny to the forefront to talk about how easy it is to develop on the ps4 its power um and then we saw the reverse when when those consoles launched we had ps4 games running better than uh, xbox one i don't know if you remember you know, some of the launch titles are running at 900p on Xbox One, but then yeah. uh, 1080p yeah. on, on PS4. So we started seeing that happening. Um, you know, Sony came to the forefront and said, look, we're here for the gamers. They, they had that famous, uh, that famous video, Shuhei passing uh, Adam Boys a copy of a game saying this is how we share on PS4. So they really, really gave it to Microsoft. Um, and again, with the price point, uh, that was just the final nail in the coffin. But how do you feel Microsoft's, you touched on it earlier, how they, they clawed their way back um, with the introduction of services and products and, you know, first-party acquisitions. But if you want to give us a bit of your thoughts on how they, they've kind of clawed their way back. Uh, well, yeah, like we were talking about here, I just didn't really think they, they saw, not really like, I think the damage was done on the initial Xbox One release that really hindered their... Uh, their sales because now it's on average you know every four ps4 sold there's one xbox one sold stuff like that and now they've just gone okay we've we lost last gen straight up lost 
yeah. let's really think about what the consumer wants. And they want something that if, and then it really stems back to the developers. If the developers can work on something, if they're happy to work on it, then obviously more games will be available, more games will be done as the main system that's going to run it. So they claim that the Xbox Series X is the most powerful console out of the two. Yeah. And if it being if it running AMD, which is like what as a PC gamer I know is pretty much the stand, standard processor now for uh Josh is rolling his eyes at me. But I don't even know what I don't even now. know what a teraflop is at all. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a big flop. That's all you need to know. Flop yeah, it all it's a big over flop. the place. Yes. <laughs> uh but yeah, they've said, you know, it's gonna be easy for developers. Obviously being Microsoft, they're gonna have some input with their their software is going to be obviously unbelievable, or at least you think it's going to be. Yeah. Their hardware being the most powerful, it's saying it being super quiet. Uh, and you got Halo coming out on release. That's always a big seller. Having a really good exclusive as your primary seller. That's launch. always perfect. Look at Breath of the Wild that, with the Switch. Like. That was going to be my example, but yeah, yeah. sorry, melted, mate. Took that from you. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. And Nintendo yeah. Boy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and you're right. So uh, PS4, obviously, you know, out from the very get-go was selling Game Busters. Um, they had the marketing deal with Destiny, which really helped. Uh, Activision with Call of Duty, again, was, was now with Sony with a lot of the marketing as well. Um, it did take a year or two to kind of get the, the first-party exclusives coming out. I think we're waiting for, you know, the order, uh, Infamous, uh, Drive Club, which got delayed more times than people know. Funny thing though, Dreams, the Media Molecule game that just came out, that was shown at the Sony PS4 reveal event. That's how long that really? game. I didn't know that. That's how long that game's been in development. So it did take them a few years, but they, um, I guess, rallied behind the indie developers at that time. So a lot of indie, you know, the PS4 launching, they rallied behind the indies and they had that as their kind of big push, um, which, you know, allowed for great games to release. You're talking Shovel Knight, you're talking Resogun, all these games that really stand on their own that typically wouldn't have the chance during any other console, right? So if we look at, well, even if you look now, Sony hasn't shown really much indie stuff in their press conferences because now they're showing, well, they were showing, you know, Horizon, God of War, Spider-Man. Um, but during the early days of the PS4, they had those games there. So Sony, again, through the gate, announced with the price point, um, ease of development, and then obviously software to back that up. So in terms of sales, I think the PS4 is at about 106 million. Um, Microsoft don't release numbers uh, for the Xbox. They talk about, um, I think, members or online members or something along those lines, but um, they don't actively talk about console sold. But I think, you know, based on estimating we're thinking possibly maybe 50 50 million units so just under half of what the ps4 is at um but yeah again leading into now ps5 it's interesting to see microsoft flip the script a little bit um on on sony and is actually taking their approach from ps4 being gamer first you know through the introduction of, of um, game pass um over the last couple of years x cloud is going to be coming into the fold and, and really going to change things there They've been very consumer friendly with things like backwards compatibility. Um, and they've been pretty open with the way that they want the Series X to be, right? So you're not going to, for example, um, Halo launching on Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Sorry if I'm slurring. It's just there's so many X's and boxes and series on. It's hard to keep track. Um, launching it's not on just PS5, PS4. It's, yeah. it's, a little, it's a little bit more of a mouthful. Yeah, so launching on both systems, they're not charging people to upgrade. So if you own the Xbox One version and then you buy a Series X down the track, that copy of Halo will now automatically upgrade to the Series X version of that game, right? We don't know if Sony's going to do anything like that. They know We know they're doing that for, you know, backwards. So if you put a, you know, if you put Last of Us 2 into a PS5, um, obviously it's going to run it probably, you know, up res. But if you, you won't be able to buy a PS5 game, so say uh, Spider-Man 2 comes out, say 2022, there won't be a PS4 version of that. That will upgrade, if that makes sense. So they, they will be yeah. very, you know, line in the sand. This is a PS5 game. This is a PS4 game. Where Microsoft's not doing that at all. They're releasing games on PC. 
and they're, they're, they're open to kind of, you know, launching their games on PC with Sony typically don't, right? So where do you see next gen going in your uh, opinion? Where do you think is Microsoft going to come back and, and, you know, take over and sell more than the PS5? Are you still thinking Sony's going to be in the running or what's your thoughts there? I always think Sony's always going to be in the running. One, they just have a longevity of it all. Their exclusives are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, I think that's the thing that gets people now is the exclusives. Whereas if you have either an older version of the Xbox or a PC, it being Microsoft-based, it w- will eventually come to it. Like we have Master Chief Collection on you know, on PC now. That's always yeah. good. So I think the exclusives and the fact that Microsoft or the Xbox is essentially non-existent in Japan and Sony absolutely dominates that mm-hmm. uh, that place is just too, so many sales. It's yeah. just so many sales. Uh, too many. Yeah, too many. How many? Too many. Too many. No, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that's always going to be the kicker. It's... But I think the interface of it all is the fact that Sony has already said that they're going to be using VR. Mm-hmm. Half-Life just came out, Half-Life Alex, mm-hmm. uh, which is really good. And Xbox has said they have no intention of putting anything towards VR as of yet. Not mm-hmm. saying it's coming later, but they're saying at least with PS5 that the PSVR system is already compatible with the PS5, which I think is really good. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I, I agree. I think um, Microsoft is doing everything right at the moment. Even something that we didn't even touch on, right? All their exclusives are launching day and date with Game Pass. So, you know, theoretically, you could uh, be playing Halo for five, ten dollars, whatever it is, per month for for Game Pass, right? Where Sony's not doing that, and they won't do that. Hmm. Well, like, yeah. what's your thoughts on that? That's a game changer in, in some people's eyes. A hundred percent, because if you're paying, just say hypothetically, if the uh, if the consoles end up being the same price point, you could buy the Xbox and play a plethora of games for an extra five dollars a month. Plethora. You've been holding on yeah. to that one for a while, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> I've, uh, I've got some big words since uh, five years ago, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, I agree. And I, do you think Sony would do something similar? Uh, it's hard to say because at this point, the Game Pass is working so well for Microsoft right now. Uh, it's Maybe they'll do it with retro stuff. The PS4... I know PlayStation Now is a thing, correct? Yeah, but do you and think, say, have... a, a new... like Just like Halo's launching day and day and will be on Game Pass, will uh, God of War 2, for example, launch on a, a PlayStation service day and day? I don't think so. I agree. Uh, yeah. I mean, they have their... You know, but then again, Xbox has a share button now. That's pretty cool. Maybe, uh, maybe PlayStation will do some. Uh, We've got batteries though. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Mm. It's like they're offering all these things, but they still want you to fork out those twenty nine <laughs> ninety five for that rechargeable battery pack. You know and what? Cable. I, I don't know if I blame them. Like I've just updated all the um, PS three controllers with new batteries because they all died. I guess if they were running off normal batteries, I wouldn't have that problem. So there's positives and negatives with it. But I, again, I don't foresee in any stretch of the imagination that any exclusive on Sony side will launch day and date with the service purely because they don't want to not cheapen their games. Like I, I but I, I, that's just how I feel. I feel like, you know, uh, a Spider-Man, a God of War, a horizon brings with it a level of, you know, triple A-ness where Microsoft can release, you know, I think Gears and Halo and Forza, yeah, they're AAA games, but then they can also release uh, smaller games. Like if you talk about Crackdown, Crackdown, for an example, is a perfect Game Pass game. And yeah, that's a good I feel idea. that game was not going to sell if it was just launched and released. But it kind of was given some legs in the fact that you could play it for a couple of dollars, right? So even if, if you weren't planning on, on buying it, you can. So... I think uh, Game Pass could probably work really well for a couple of their smaller games. So, you know... Um, yeah, well, would you say it'd be like supportive of their indie scene, like how the PS4 was, if they had a lot of indie games on the Game Pass? I think that'd be really good, especially yeah. being the indie games being generally a lot smaller and shorter in time to completion. Yeah. So within that month, you could beat that game. 
And I think what it does as well, it shields Microsoft from the comparisons between Sony first uh, first party studios versus Microsoft, right? So, you know, if, if we looked at game by game paces and we compare Crackdown to Horizon, well, it's just apples and oranges. But all of a sudden being on that service, it, it nearly protects those games and putting them in, you know, it's like, well, no, they're not a triple A release, even though it is, if that makes sense. In a weird way, it does make sense. I'm not sure to our to our viewers or viewer or listener. Yeah, it will make sense, but to, to me and you, it makes sense. For example, all right, a good example: if you were to to pay for a movie at the cinemas, right? If that movie, you go to the cinemas, you got an expectation that the movie's triple A, big budget movie, right? You sit there and in your popcorn. If that movie was straight to DVD, you wouldn't have that same expectation as you would if it was released in the cinemas. Makes Correct. Sense? Yes. Yes. Hey, hey I can make it. sense. I, I get Great it. example. Yeah, you'd have like a big budget cast, and then obviously a big budget movie. But if you go straight to DVD or Blu-ray, you'd be kind of wouldn't hear about it. It's why these Netflix movies are very much like hit or miss mm-hmm. with everything. They'll yeah. have big, they'll have big, um, big actors, but it just gets washed away in the abundance or the ocean of Netflix. Yeah, exactly. It's quantity over quality. Where Sony are releasing quality, not that Microsoft aren't, but the, there's a, the vast quantity of them that just outweighs that. So, it, so we can both kind of be in agreement there that PS5 will probably outsell Xbox Series X. Uh, that's how I feel anyway. I feel, you know, even though Sony's kind of slipped up a couple of times with the way that they're speaking about the PS5, it was very interesting the way they rolled it out, right? So looking at what they did with PS4, they had that reveal event in February, um, hype leading into E3, and then E3 was the, you know, the price point, the, the, you know, bang, 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 here's all the games and people lost their minds. This time they obviously announced with uh, uh, an article uh, through Wired, um, which was more of a deep dive tech look, which I actually thought was a good idea, right? Get the boring stuff out of the way in an article. The hardcore people will find that and read it and then maybe have a reveal event. Uh, and we don't know if that was their plan. Obviously, everything that's going on in the world, um, you know, they pulled out an E3 for the second time in a row now, which is really interesting. We don't know what, what the plan was there. Were they planning to have a reveal event? It was heaps of rumours saying that February was the time. Um, and that just never came. Um, and then again, they released another another wide article, 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 <laughs> where they went into things a bit deeper. Then we started seeing leaks um, with the with the you know the developer system. And then they had that weird Mark Cerny GDC talk, which they released, which was fifty two minutes of. Did you watch that? I did not, but you said it was just very awkward and yeah. kind of dull. Is it? The way you, it was a very deep, deep dive. They were talking it was about very developer heavy. Yeah, and again, that 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 was aimed for a GDC talk, right? Which is the game developer conference. So that obviously got cancelled with everything. Again, everything that's going on. So they did release that. Maybe that wasn't the right thing to do, or maybe that it should have just been a PlayStation blog, you know, article. Say article. I can't say article for whatever reason, but they, you know, <laughs> on there saying, look, we're releasing the GDC talk. You know, due to it being cancelled due to COVID-19, we're going to release it to the public because people had expectations. They were watching that thinking, all right, we're going to see the console. We're going to, you know, Microsoft's shown so much already, but that wasn't yeah, the case. We, we still don't know what the PS5 looks like. We don't know what the controller we, we got a You got a controller and a logo, correct? Just the logo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Not even a controller. Um, I think the interesting thing about all this is, so I agree, for, for now it's going to be my blanket statement is PS5 is going to outsell Xbox Series X. My other statement is for the for the to the casuals, for the filthy casuals out there, PS5 is going to be the the thing. I think Sony is always there for the. It's almost like the it's easy to use, solid interface. Obviously, the games are really good on it. Solid exclusives, done. But I think it will come down to which which console is more developer friendly that everything's optimized on. Mm-hmm. I think that is going to be the one that at least the more in-depth gamers are going to flock to because if something's going to run a slightly better on just say hypothetically the Xbox one Xbox series X, 
that would be the selling point. Yeah. For it would just be interesting who, to see where that pans out because we don't really know, right? We know that Xbox has got more flops, but what does that actually mean? So like you yeah. hear, I was listening to one of the IGN podcasts and they even said, you know, it's like the Series X is a, a V8 and the PS5 looks like it's going to be a supercharged V6, both doing the same thing, both just as quick, but doing it in different ways. So again, that, that that's an interesting point, right? Is the, if one's more graphically enhanced and running things better, are people just naturally going to want to play on that system? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Right. No, that's a, right. that's a good point. Yeah, no. Is there uh, anything else you want to add in this whole uh, PS versus Xbox? No, I think, well, like we both touched on, I think PS5 will, out the gate, um, sell more. Overall, I think the PS5, again, will sell more than the Xbox Series X, but I don't think it's going to be 100 million versus 50 million. It might be, you know, 70 or... 60 versus 80 or 70 versus 90 type thing. It's not going to be such a wide gap. Microsoft is not going to make that same mistake again. And it's Sony's game to lose at this point. Um, I guess we'll see. I was going to say E3, but we don't even have E3 this year, but June, we'll see what happens in June if they release everything. Um, Understandably, this is not a typical console launch. You know, the parts have been delayed out of China. Most of the production's out of China. That's China. That's uh, (laughs) holding things up. (laughs) on on multiple levels so and again it will come down to price as well do you think that the ps5 will be more expensive cheaper or you know looking back at previous consoles ps4 was it was cheaper than the xbox at launch but that was because of connect yes i think the way the xbox is being like sold i guess with all the compatibility stuff and all the um down constant i guess console switching with the same game there's got to be some hardware in there, in there that's pretty expensive, to be honest. I think that's what made the original PS3 so expensive because it was backwards compatible all the way to the PlayStation 1. Correct. So they scratched that and almost, and almost dropped the price by about a third. So, yeah, but the issue there was, I think, off memory, and I may be wrong with this, with the PS3, they with emulation, right, there's two main ways you can emulate games. They call one of them system on a chip, which is basically yep. put the PS2, PS1 in a PS3 and then obviously it runs it or emulation. So the PS3 was system on a chip and that's why it was so expensive. Yes. But um, I think, yeah, like you said, price board's going to have a price point is going to have a big impact on it. Um, and again, we haven't got connect this time. So it's apples to apples. Yes, I agree. But I reckon Sony is just going to be that little bit um, less expensive just from history. And they've learned from their mistakes with the PS3. Yeah, I'm predicting $50 difference. For some reason, I've got in my head, obviously they've got Scarlet, right, which is um, Series X. And obviously there's rumours about the Lockhart console being the digital only, lesser, weaker version of of that one. So my thought is that the digital only, say a lot of people are calling this the Series S, right, which is in line with their, their way of talking. So... And I, I kind of agree with the online talk there that the Series S will sit at a cheaper price point than the PS5 um, and obviously be less powerful. And then the PS5 will, will sit in the middle and then you'll have the Series X be more expensive. So I think, correct me if I'm wrong, PS4 launched in Australia for $4.99? That was uh, US... No, sorry, three ninety nine. That's three ninety nine US, but I think we were well. We no five hundred and fifty. Yeah, five forty nine. Five forty nine. Yeah, and then Xbox was another hundred dollars. Correct. So, I'm I'm seeing that same price for PS four. I think, you know, if they let's talk American numbers because that's what most people know. If if PS four was three ninety nine, I think PS five is going to be maybe four fifty max i don't think they'll go above 450 um yeah. where i kind of see 499 being the price for series x but I, of course i could be wrong yeah well i guess this is the point where it's just a waiting game but we have our we have our hot takes on on the situation i'm sure they're all wrong <laughs> <laughs> and it's less powerful than everything yeah exactly and everything's wrong throw yeah. it out we lost it all in the dumpster fire that is Xbox. 
<laughs> anyway, but we'll move on from there. We'll we'll touch base on that, obviously, as as things go on and more things are announced. But um, this leads us, I guess, directly into the new kind of you know segment that you've created in your brilliant head. You want to take it away and explain what what it is in in greater detail. Well, yeah. Apparently, I had we had this idea five years ago, and I was just it was somehow incepted in or sleeping into my brain until then because when we listen back to our josh and i had obviously a podcast five years ago i say obviously we're the only two who actually knew about it <laughs> um and it was mentioned in our podcast five years ago that say we each bring a game to the table that one of us plays whether or not we love it or hate it it's just something we the other person hasn't played or hasn't really touched on yeah and we'll give our opinions over three to four episodes yeah depending on how short, you know, quick longevity or if they just straight out hate it and we'll stop playing it. Yeah. Which I think is pretty interesting. Um, Yeah. So I guess it will be, what would you say? I've said we'll do it a game a month, essentially, is what we're looking at. So the kind of um, timeline we're looking at, obviously, you know, we talk about weeks, um, hoping to do a podcast once a week um, for the time being. So um, for example, this week, Vinny will, will have a game to suggest, you know, for me that I will play. Week two, I will then give him a game. And then week three, I will then come back with feedback on the game that he gave me. And then week four, he will come with feedback on the game I gave him. So basically, we one game per month. And we've got, I guess, two weeks or nearly three weeks to play that game. So it's plenty of time to do that. Um, and then uh, we'll, you know, just roll that over. What are, you, what are you playing currently at the moment, if you don't mind me asking? What's uh, uh, what's on the list? Well, I've actually gotten uh, a few games recently. I've gotten Animal Crossing. Dork. I, yep. yeah, Persona Five Royal Edition. Dork. Persona Five <laughs> Royal Edition. Yes, I am a big uh, JRPG fan. I've always been a League of Legends player since season three, so we are seven years in now of playing League. Dork again. <laughs> yeah. Um. And. What else? I'm hanging for the Final Fantasy VII remake. Mm. It broke street day, but I ordered it online, so I'm getting it whenever next week. Yeah, 10th. You you are hesitated about that. I don't know. What's your opinion on it? Do you want to give some some Um, first take on it? Yeah, so obviously it broke street date here in Australia, so I've got my copy. Um, Two discs, uh, one installed, so very similar to Red Dead, right? So get ready for the the large install there, but... um, I'm liking it. Um, it starts off really strong. Uh, to, for a bit of context, I've never played the original. I've uh, never played a Final Fantasy game before. Um, so this is, you know, very early. I'm only four or five hours in. And again, I haven't played any of them before. So um, it's definitely a, a, a new experience. It's kind of... The only thing I can really relate it to is I played Monster Hunter Worlds, which was the latest release. And that was the first Monster Hunter I've ever played. And there's a lot of comparisons I can see from the type of, you know, I think the main dialogue is really good, but a lot of that small talk is very Japanese, very cheesy. No, and I like it, but um, <clears throat> it's just a, it's a different way of kind of, of playing it. But the game itself is really good. Um, it's, I can already tell that, you know, 10, 15 hours in, it's, the, the combat's going to be very in-depth. There's a lot of systems being in play. Um, and I've got a lot to kind of learn, but so far I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm only about four hours in, like I said, so I'll give an update obviously as, as I keep playing, but for the time being, I'm really enjoying it. Again, opens very, very strong as everyone knows. Um, the music's fantastic. The, the music in that game already, I can tell it's probably going to be my top three favorite soundtracks, right? You've got Metal Gear obviously up there, but this is just next level. And the way that the, they remixed as much as I haven't played the old games, I know a lot about them just through playing games, right? People talk about Final Fantasy VII like it's, you know, God's gift. So the music itself is just <laughs> remix and it's fantastic. Um, graphically, it, it looks great in most parts. Um, again, it does have that kind of awkward still dialogue in um, out-of-cutscene type dialogue. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? So... That's there, but look, it, it so far it's uh, it's I'm hooked. You know, whilst working in in the room next door, all I'm thinking about is when can I log off and 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 play Final Fantasy. So again, I'll give an update as we go on 
Um, but beyond that, I've gone back and played all the Arkham games, um, purely based on I was hoping the new one was going to be announced soon, and that never happened, but I went through and played Asylum City. Didn't play Origins because it wasn't on the, the, the collection, but um, and just finished. I was going to say, that's, just, just, that's a different developer, correct? Yeah, so um, Rocksteady is the guys that did City Asylum City and Night, and then you got yes. uh, Warner Brothers Montreal who did Origins and is also doing the new one, whatever that game Ooh, is. Ooh, interesting, because yeah. they said everyone said that Origins was like the weakest link about like out of it. that like quadrilogy. They said that when it was launched. Going back and you're hearing a lot of the talk about it now, it's, it was actually one of the better story-wise. It was probably the one of the better stories out of all the games, like the Joker and the relationship between Batman and Joker um, was really good. The way they portrayed it. it wasn't just the typical, it was really like Joker is obsessed with Batman. It's not just, I want to kill you because I'm a bad guy. It was like an obsession thing. And they really delved into that. That side of it was really good. But that is game, Mark Hamill is Joker? No, that's why that game partially got a bad rap, right? So that was developed by someone else. So people automatically whinged. They had Troy Baker playing the Joker. They didn't have um, oh my God. Uh, Henry, uh, Batman from the voice of Batman from everything, the animated series. I've blanked. Uh, we are blanking. Uh, we're and... blanking. But um, Batman, they didn't have Batman playing Batman. They had um, another actor step in to play him who, who did a really good job. But again, you know, you, you, you take a beloved game. It's like Uncharted coming out, developed by someone else with not, not having Nathan uh, Nolan North. Like people would just... Which straight up just yeah they would already have complaints with it before it even gets into their console exactly but uh yeah going back and finished all those um and then i was playing dark Siders genesis which is the airship syndicates kind of asymmetrical um hack and slash game kind of looks like diablo but doesn't play like diablo it plays like dark Siders, so and i'm a huge dark Siders fan so i'm kind of playing through that but um yeah at the moment that about niche it. that is that niche uh, more than just an average white guy. Let me just say that. That's it. <laughs> no, you're but, very um, ethnic. Very ethnic. But yeah, we'll go back back to what we were planning to talk about. So what, what's this game? Tell me. What am I What am I playing? And why? Now, Please don't give me game... something dorky. And don't give me League of Legends or Dota. All right. I won't give you League of Legends or Dota. So this game, it's a game. one of the games I really enjoyed in the uh, handheld era. Well, we'll see if I can guess it. All right. Okay. Handheld. Yep. Yep. So it is a Game Boy Advance game. Sonic. No. No. What did you think? Sonic Battle? Because that's also a very good game. Yeah. Uh, no, it's actually a our little 8-bit great guy, Mega Man. It's a Mega Man ah, game. Which one? It is not the Mega Man game you think. It is not a side-scroller. It is oh, not Mega Man um, Zero. Oh, the card battle thing? It is Mega Man Battle Network 3. Jesus. Blue. It is blue. So this... How do I get this game? <laughs> um, I will... We'll work I will send out. it to you. You'll work that out. We'll fix, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. Uh, so this game is a game that I played a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. I played it on emulator mostly and then when i had a physical copy of the game i played that too mm-hmm. it's and it's got an isometric view but it's also an rpg right. and it's plays like a bit of an action rpg with your loadout preset after every round right so it's very it's very interesting i would like to see your opinion on it considering mm. you're not a big rpg fan oh well yeah Role-playing all the time, so it shouldn't be too hard. Yeah. <laughs> you tend to be someone you're not all the time. Exactly. All right. So, yeah. So, it's Mega Man Battle Network 3 Blue. Right. Okay. On the Game Boy Advance. Pretty sure it came out in about 2003, I think. Wow. From memory. Okay. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'll touch on it next week. Hopefully, I have a bit of an update and... Yeah. yeah, let me know. Is it a go. long game? Or like, is it something I'm going to be able to finish, or is this just you know get as far as I can and talk about it? Uh, kind of get as far as you can and talk about it and think, you know, your opinion. Obviously, if you don't enjoy it, feel free to just cut it early. Actually, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna punish you, and you have to play it at least once in the final week. Okay. Just to just to refresh your memory as to why you liked or why you didn't like this game. 
Yeah, beautiful. All right. And now let's uh, turn it around. What do you got for me? No, 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 no. We'll, we'll save that for next week, right? So obviously you want to oh, yes, correct. pay yes. attention. <laughs> that's, Sorry, okay. that's okay. We'll let you wrap things up, Vinny, because you're, you're, <laughs> you're doing such a great job. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's not sarcasm. Bomb. That really came like sarcasm, but it wasn't. You're actually uh, doing a really good job. Absolutely bombed at the last segment, but that's fine. No, no, that's okay. Uh, uh, yeah, so I guess at this point, we've got, our, we've got your homework for the week. Yep. You got me busy. And, yes, and then you'll have to do some research as what you... Or do you have a game in mind already? Can I ask? Yeah, I do. I do. Ooh, interesting. I do. That is interesting. Is it a PlayStation? Is it is it a PlayStation Two game? No. Oh, all right. That's interesting. No. All right. But I'll um, say this: I'm not giving you anything else. We'll save it for next week. It's a game I mentioned today. Interesting. But that's it. That's all I'm going to say. All right. All right. All right. Well, uh, I got some thinking I need to do because you've, you've mentioned so many things. Oh, well, you know me. I'm blabbermouth but uh we'll we'll start to wrap things up here again i just want to thank you Vinny, for for taking the time um hopefully this is something we're going to be doing weekly well it is going to be something we're going to be doing weekly so we have nowhere else to go literally nowhere else to go so again thank you for your time and uh yeah we'll see you next thursday that's it uh so we are busy playing something you find us on facebook you will find us instagram <laughs> twitter youtube yep at busy playing something That's correct it. yeah so we're still getting everything kind of set up in the background but we'll uh you know we're, we're expecting large numbers for the first episode so again we'll, we'll communicate uh where everything is and how to get it but again thank you and uh we'll see you next thursday peter you can't believe everything you read on the internet oh it's all perfectly legal oh my god okay it's happening do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension?